Shall we begin? Let's begin now. All right, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Frankly Francisco podcast. I am your host, Francisco. I'm very excited. I have a young and up and coming brother with us on the show. Uh, he goes by T. Wash. Uh, I like everybody introduced to T. Wash. How you doing, T. Wash? Hey, what's going on? How you doing, everybody? So, if a, a lot of people don't know, this young man is cutting a path for himself. Uh, he's, you know, he's in film. He's doing commercials. Uh, he comes from a football family. Um, so, T. Wash, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Uh, give them a little bit uh, about your background, and then we'll get into career um, a little bit uh, afterwards. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, as you can see, a little bit up top right here. <laughs> but uh, um, I mean, Cleveland, Ohio, 34 years old. Um, I actually moved to Miami um, 2014. And um, I've been just venturing off different things um, up here as far as in the acting, training, personal training, um, working with uh, kids too, um, and with the nonprofit organization. Um, being a director there, so a little venturing off everywhere, but from Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, moved out here to Miami and joined life. So you come from a football family. Uh, your brother played uh, for Cincinnati. Um, if a lot of people might know him, uh, Shaq Washington. Uh, but you played for an historically black college, which I think is phenomenal because uh, I think uh, historically black colleges doesn't get enough pub for the type of product they put on the field and the type of men that they graduate. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, well, first of all, let's rewind back there to, you know, our little brother Shaq Washington too. You know, he's a legend out there, especially in Maple um, from Cleveland. Uh, everybody know about him um, as well as the Washingtons. All right, let's start that. You know, <laughs> um, you know, I'm the first, the first professional athlete in the family. Oh, okay. Let's not skip over that, you know, you know, <laughs> just the NFL, you know, I had everything, AFL, CFL, you know, workout with the NFL, NFL pro days, things of that nature. We can dive into that a little, a little further down the road. Um, but yeah, back to the question. You got to remind me the question now. I didn't got off topic. So the question is, is tell me about your experience going to HBC school um, that normally they don't get enough pub for the type of people that they graduate and the type of product they put on the field of football. So tell me about that. How was that experience dealing, dealing with that? And how was campus life for you at a historically black college? Well, I think first off, man, as far as the exposure, it's not a lot of exposure out there with HBCUs. I mean, I love the campus life. I love college life there um as far as football man we had the most talent like i i didn't seen around it was just not enough exposure out there it wasn't the less platforms for us um like now i heard they got like different apps that they can go ahead and promote themselves and think we didn't have that back then you know we had to just do everything maybe on youtube or send it send it on your dvd you know those type of things but um hbcu was it was definitely a great school for me. Um, I actually came from uh, Gannon University initially, and I transferred over there um, because of the, the team. As far as us winning, I was starting uh, cornerback. I played cornerback, um, so I was a professional. I was starting corner over there, but the teams like 
their morale was just down and out. It was a losing team, so I had to just transfer out because they didn't care if they lost. And I'm, yeah. a, I'm a competitor. Like, we the Washington. Like, you know what I mean? We didn't did playoffs in high school, all the way through Muni League, Cleveland Muni League, Football League. I didn't win championships with Cleveland Muni League, Football League. Like, we didn't did this our whole life. So for people that wasn't athletic like that and felt like they wasn't a competitor and competing every day, I had to leave that. So when I went to the HBCU, it was a different, it was like a culture shock, like from going to Gannon University. But it was just, it reminded me of Cleveland. It was just like, uh. Like HBCU, like uh, it's like high school. Like everybody cool, everybody know where everybody, everybody know where the parties at and things like that. But as far as the football wise, I feel like we had a lot of talent, and uh, if we had a lot more scouts to come out there, mm. I think it would be a totally different ball game because we had to actually go. Like my pro day was at Kent State, and I actually got in from my dude that go to Kent State. So I had to like find different avenues and I, uh, West Virginia uh, University, the big West Virginia University, I had to like find different avenues to get exposure. So how do you think that molded you for the, for the next step in your career? So I, I know you I wanted to pay, uh, play football professionally. So going from program to program, trying to find where you fit in and, and trying to show your talents, how did that mold you for the next step to get you to that next step to trying to play professional? Well, I think I think it kind of humbled me, you know what I mean, from coming up there being a star, every team, and then you going out to uh, HBCU school and knowing that, all right, you dogging this lead, this conference, I'm dominating, I'm doing everything I need to do, and it's just like now, all right, where the scouts at? Like, yeah, we, to me, we don't have a pro day. Like, what do you mean? Like, like, what are we doing then if we don't have a pro day? So it kind of like kind of humbled you. And let you know that, yo, you gonna have to put your, your effort a little further into it. So I started, um, I wish my father was there. He'll tell you, I started, um, you know, making my own DVDs and sending out to every team, every NFL team, like wow. every NFL team uh, in my phone. Like to this day, I still got like all the scouts numbers in his phone. Like I was bugging him. Like I'm sending them DVDs like, yo, you need to watch me. I run a 4-3. I do the bench press 30 reps, 225. Like this is, this ain't no joke. Like. Like, what are you talking about? I'm hitting people, smacking people, and I'm fast. Like, this is what you need. But it was always – majority of the NFL, like, once I started uh, – when I went to the AFL, Arena Football League, one on ESPN, the real one, and then um, CFL, Canada, um, Canadian Football League. It's like the NFL in Canada. When I went to both of those, I noticed, like, the NFL pro day that I came from was more so about stature. And it was all about height, weight, whatever you, I'm five nine. I, you know, I made bench out the world. I made run out the world, but I'm five nine. <laughs> you know what I mean? So as a cornerback, you know, at, at that time, they started wanting taller receivers, six foot. But um, yeah, it definitely humbled me, man. I had to, I get more motivated. It, it kept me motivated. Like I said, it definitely motivated me even more. Like, you know, you know you're not going to see me. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm going to make sure you see me. I'm going to send this out to everybody. But I think it's a disparity, man, when it comes to HBCU schools. Like, you have Dion right now, Coach Dion. He's he's trying to change that narrative because he's bringing a lot of talent to where he's at right now, and he's giving the HBCU more exposure. But it should have been. The, the, the talent that comes out of those schools are crazy. Uh, and you don't hear a lot about that talent that comes out of that school until they become stars. But I guarantee you have a lot of uh, guys that are, are from HBCU schools that are on NFL rosters right now that nobody's talking about. You know what I mean? It, it takes... 
it, it takes a lot of effort to get that that type of exposure. But you live that life, you live that football life, and you shift it. Once that career ended for you, when you know you were done uh, trying to pursue your dream, going pro, uh, full time, NFL, uh, CFL, arena. What was your next avenue for you? Because you, I mean, football was is is basically what you did essentially for your whole life. You you ate, slept, thought it, lived it. That was your whole life. So what was the mentality for you when you had to make that switch to your next career? Man, I'm not going to lie to you. I was lost. I was like, I was lost, man, because like you said, that's that's all I did. Like, I never even had a really a birthday to celebrate until the after football was over. My birthday is August 11th. You know what that is. That's mini camp. Like, that's camps yeah. for anybody. So we in camp. We getting ready. That's actually some games. You know what I mean? Like, we about to start a game in high school. So it was just like, yo, I was actually able to live my life a little more, but I was kind of lost as far as where I'm going to go. Luckily, I had, um, you know, I was blessed to have a bachelor's degree in social work. And so, you know, I graduated with a bachelor's degree in social work, cum laude by the way. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, after I did that, I had to like venture off into working with troubled youth. And um, and then I actually moved to Florida after that. But um, working with troubled youth was my passion after that, because it was just like, I was an at-risk youth myself. So I was like trying to make sure I encourage, motivate the other young adults, you know, to let them know there's other out- outlets, there's other ways going about things so that to me that's a beautiful thing because you shifted from a career and most kids in in your position do the same thing they eat sleep football they you know their dreams are uh, nfl but it's a small percentage that make it to that next level and a lot of kids don't know how to veer off veer off from that or have a backup plan and i think what you do by mentoring the youth you can actually step in and be like listen i lived that life i lived that career you know it's gonna fade out at some point if you don't make it, you don't make it, but you have to have a backup plan. You had a backup plan. And I think it's a beautiful thing that you show these kids and these youths that, listen, there is another way. It doesn't have to be all about pro. You have to have a backup plan. Um, so by working with the youth, is that something that fulfills you a lot? Does it, you know, because you're generally giving back to these kids and giving them your experience so they don't make those same mistakes you made growing up and they have a better chance to actually be something for themselves when they get older. Absolutely. And that's what it's about, giving back. And I feel like a lot of these youth got, got the potential um, and just have to stay out of trouble. And that's the biggest thing, um, staying out of trouble and actually having a backup plan. Um, it's funny that you mentioned a backup plan because, like, this is probably like a story I don't even tell, like, a couple people, but evidently it's about to go out. But I'm like, man, when I had a scholarship to go to uh, Ghana University, had a, a school ride, um, I was going to Ghana University, I actually went there, I promise you. I told my, the, this is the reason why I got into social work. It was one black teacher there, one black teacher there. He came to me and he said, yo, what you wanna do um, if football? He asked me like, what's your major? And then I said, I said, man, to be honest, I'm going to the league. <laughs> like, I'm going to the league. Like, I, I man, whatever major I wanna be, like, I'm playing football, bro. <laughs> they got me out here playing football. So I just had that mindset, like, I'm going to the league. And then he like, yo, so what if it don't happen? What if you get hurt? What if you get And it just clicked in there. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So what do you think I should do? So I'm talking to this teacher and he read it. He's like, well, you should come in my field. <laughs> he was like, you come in the social work field. I'm like, oh, really? What y'all do over there? He was like, well, you like giving back. You like helping others, don't you? I'm like, yeah, I got a passion to help others for sure. 
He was like, well, you can get back to the kids, you know, and try to help them on the good path that you want. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, man. You're right, you're right. And that's how I jumped into social work. I'm like, yo, it was crazy. I didn't have a backup plan until I actually started to think about it. Like, yo, you can get hurt <laughs> and all this can go out the window. And, and that's exactly what happened. So my hamstring, working out with the CFL and, and the AFL I was playing with. And then um, I had to work out with, like I said, Jason Garrett's father, Jason Garrett, the real Jason Garrett. And it's just like, yo, anything can happen. And it did happen. But you had that mentor, though. You had somebody that stepped in for you, which is, I mean, now you're doing the same thing. Somebody stepped in for you to help you guide you in that in that direction. And now you're giving back and doing the same thing for those kids. And I congratulate you on that, man, because there's not a lot of people after trying to pursue a career like that that wants to give back. You know, people get bitter and they don't want to, you know, they, they didn't realize their dreams. So they're bitter all the time. But you turn that around, man, and you're starting to build on top of what you're doing now. So besides uh, the football now, besides doing the counseling that you're doing for the, the inner city youth that you're working with, you are actually shifting into the, the Hollywood uh, mold right now. I mean, you're, you're, you're out there. You're, you're building a brand for yourself. You're building a name for yourself. You're visible on your social media. People are getting to know T. Wash the way they need to get to know T. Wash. So what shifted that you decided, hey, you know what? I gave football a shot. I was good at it. Now let me give a, a, a run in Hollywood. Well, you know what's funny? Um, so when you said mentor too, because it all ties in together. My father is like, you know, my biggest mentor, period. I talk to him like that's my homeboy. Like that's my that's my best friend. Like I talk to him every day. So he kind of mentored, of course, me and, and molded all of us, all the football players of the family to, to stay successful. Because he already told us like, Yo, I'm not paying for college. So you got to get a scholarship playing football or academics. So what you going to do, brother? So that's kind of how it was. Um, and so he kind of mentored me. And it ties in together because his personality rubbed off of my personality. And we kind of act like. So we have like this outgoing personality mm -hmm. as far as like good sense of humor and very outspoken. And that tied into acting. And so I'll be a, I will be around a lot of people and everybody, like, yo, man, he keep throwing these jokes or he keep making people laugh and everything. Or, yo, and I see, uh, you know, a couple of people ask me about taking pictures, modeling and things like that. And so I came out here to Miami and I'm like, man, you know what, man, I'm a, I'll take this model. I'll take this photo shoot or whatever. And it started off from like a photo shoot. And uh, the guy out here named Jamal, um, he actually met me. Um, he did, we did a photo shoot and then he actually introduced me into, um, being an extra on, on, um, the first one I did was a movie, <laughs> Ride Along, I think Ride Along 2, I think Ride Along 2, but you know, it was years before it actually yeah. came out. You know, I, I didn't know nothing about the production life and the set like then, but I was an extra on there and that's how I kind of like got into it. Being an extra introduced me into getting more roles, starting to network and having my big personality. I started meeting a lot of people, a lot of girls, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of producers, a lot of, everybody on set. Like they knew me like that. Yeah, yeah. We need to give them some extra roles. And I got plugged in with different talent agencies and those agencies kind of contacted me back for different roles. And that's kind of like how everything started. So how do you keep yourself from being pigeonholed? Because you were in... So you were in Ballers. You were in a few episodes of Ballers. 
Um, you've done a few commercials already. Um, you're working on a, a film right now that's, that hasn't come out yet. Um, due to COVID, I, I think production has been paused a little bit. How do you keep yourself from being pigeonholed? Because Ballers was a football show. So you were a football player. So how do you keep yourself from, uh, we just going to use them for, for, you know, football roles. And, and, but how do you, how do you show your talent besides the football? Because that's what everybody's going to look at. They're going to look at your background and say, oh, we can use them as, as a extra on a football, you know, show or movie. Mm-hmm. So what it is, is actually bringing out more of your personality. And when you actually introducing yourself to the um, producers and the casting crew. And so what, what, what's going on is you're actually interviewing, you know, without you knowing actually interviewing, talking to people and saying, hey, you know, give them that personality. Like, yo, okay, I'm not just that macho man with muscles or I'm just going to play any type of football role. Like, hey, I'm ready to act any type of role. And that's kind of like they're giving us that opportunity, that chance to to venture out there with different roles because I thought it would be tough because we're probably going to talk about it, but the couple of things that you said, like the ballers, like, all right, so when I was in ballers, I actually was, it's funny that, I'm so outgoing that I actually met The Rock. And the craziest part about meeting The Rock on set is like I bumped into him. Like, yo, hey, yo, this we on a we on a we on a yacht together and we in the VIP yacht and we're I'm an extra at this time. And then they actually bumped me up to, to speak a little, but it was they I didn't have a speaking role, but they actually bumped me up to a preferred extra. So this is like I'm going to be one of the characters that's always inside of the episodes of the football scenes for like yeah. Miami Dolphins. So you're visible. You're more yeah. visible than than normal. Absolutely. So what I did was uh, we was on the yacht and he was walking. It was a little aisle. And I was like, uh, yes, I had a suit on. He was, he was in a party. And uh, during this, during the middle of the set, I said, I bumped him. He tried to get there. Hey, man, rock. Hey, man, this aisle ain't big enough for the both of us, man. I swear to God, this man turned around and was like, oh, 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 what? You talking about your little butt and that little suit you got on? <laughs> See, you better move out the way. <laughs> and and like, he broke down, had everybody laughing. Like, it's just like crazy how down to earth he is and everything. But them, this, the people on set seeing seen this, seeing this, like, yo, this man is talking to everybody. Like, what's going on? And they actually got to call me for different roles. And so now, um, the, as far as like commercials, it's a lot of commercials out here in Miami. So that's kind of like what I'm doing, a lot of commercials. But as far as movies, though, um, a, a girl named Spree came to me and is from another, um, another set that I was on. I met a guy and he knew her and he was like, hey, they're, they're um, actually casting for a leading role on this. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to send over. I'm go ahead and meet her. I introduced myself um, on that. That's on that day. I went through, I think, a monologue was probably about two minutes long. Read through monologue and just showed emotion with it. Man, she was like, oh, yeah, you're going to be a leading actor. You're going to be one of the leading roles, like for sure. And it happened to be a doctor role. So I had to switch nice. the whole the whole demeanor. The whole persona, yeah. How you doing? So, <laughs> so which is dope. So basically you work the room, man. You work the room and you show the charisma that a lot of people, because some people are staying in the shell and they don't, they don't like working the room. You're an, you're, you're an extrovert like me. 
You're like, you, you can talk to anybody. You can have a conversation with anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. I don't got to know you and I can, we'll sit there and we'll have a whole conversation because that's just the type of people we are. So you work that room and it got you where you need to be. A lot of people don't have that charisma, but you do. So what are the next steps for you? What is it that your ultimate goal is when it comes to this? Because I know you're still doing the mentoring and I, I know you're still working for uh, the company that you're working for mentoring the youth, but I know acting is something that you want to try to go do full time. So at some point, are you going to stay in Florida? Are you going to try to move it out to LA? Because that's where that's where the movie roles are really going or Georgia, because Georgia, you know, you have Tyler Perry studio, which is the largest out there right now. Are you going to yeah. try to which which direction are you going to try to go L.A. or Georgia to try to get some more roles? Because Florida's cool, man. But to get that pub, you know, you're going to have to show your faces more in, in those two states. Or are you just going to try to, uh, you know, get out there for a while and, and, and do um, auditions? How's that going to work for you? So I, I, I kind of think, though, eventually um, I'll be living by coastal in a minute like I feel like that's that, that's probably what I have to do because um a lot of roles like you said is in LA and um I love Miami so it's just like I love Miami like I can fly out there and do some roles and then I might have to have another little place out there in LA like that's the only thing that I'm thinking about right now because like you said a lot of the roles are in LA and Atlanta um but for right now, I want to focus on probably getting into acting school to actually taking a class or two, um, because even though it may think that stuff come natural and all this, like I got that personality, still got to learn how to, to give more emotion, learn the scripts. Um, these scripts be killing people, man. The monologue, it'd be some long scripts, especially for leading roles. Crazy, man. I'll be having improvs and stuff off like, yo. But anyway, but I, I want to focus on this movie that should be uh, we still working on because of the COVID, they stopped. Um, but um, the movie is called The Rebirth. And so it will be out uh, hopefully by the end of next year. Um, but we're going to be finishing off the end. I, I, they actually sent me a script yesterday, an updated script yesterday. So we're about to start back shooting. We shot a little bit um, before. Um, if you go to my page on T-Wash 21, I got a lot of the um, highlights on there as far as the... the we had like a little bit of the movie come out. I want to say a little small trailer um, before the actual movie is completed. So we had like a small trailer, like to give it out there to them big name, um, maybe Tyler Perry pick it up or BT. Now, hopefully somebody like that picks up the pitch and then we can go from there. But hopefully that movie turns out good for me, man. That's what I'm banking on that. And um, I still talk to a couple of agents to try to get me out there with more commercials to get in the field more. I mean, so are you, you signed? So are you signed to an agency already? Is there is there an agency you're signed to? You know what's funny? Out here in Florida, it's good. You can be with multiple agencies. You can be with multiple agencies. So I'm with a couple agencies um, that looks for different talent, different modeling talent agencies, um, and a different agent too as well. So you can be with multiple. So, but in, how about LA though? Have they told you anything about that? How that L works out there? All right. So, <laughs> so. LA, they they big on the sack. Like uh sag, I mean sag. So you gotta have like a certain amount of roles, a certain amount of speaking lines in order to get sag. And then they they make the most money in those sag projects. Right now it's non-union for me. Um, and so that's what I'm focusing on, trying to get more roles so I can get sag. You have to complete a certain amount of roles in order yeah. to get 
Yeah, I believe the minimum for SAG is, I think for minimum for a role, SAG is like $60,000. I think that's, uh, I think that's the minimum pay for a role out there in uh, California when you're, when you're under SAG. I was like, when I was young, I tried to do the whole acting thing myself. I was very, um, very into it. You know, I did a couple of plays, um, but this is what I like to do. I like talking to people like you, because what you do is you inspire other people. You, you're, you inspire younger people to go, Hey, I can jump from this career to this career when something's not working and you're not, you're not letting those things hold you down. So I know being in movies and TV physique is a big thing for you. What is your regiment, man? Cause you look Jack, bro. Like, you know, I see you, I see your IG live. I see you running every morning. Like, what is your regiment? What is it that you can pass on to these other kids? Just keeping the shape that you have to keep in. Cause you're, you're what you're 35 now, right? 34, man. Don't, don't try to juice me up. I don't want to get through them. So you're 34 years old, but you still, your physique still looks like you're in your twenties. How do you, what is your regimen, man? What, like, what does your diet look like? What is the type of work that you have to put in every day to keep that physique? I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I was thinking about putting out some more, some, some workout videos too, um, because to be honest, I don't have a strict eating diet, a plan. I don't have one of those, like, I don't do that. What I do I don't eat fried food like that at all. I don't really eat that late. Um, but majority of my, I want to say how I live my lifestyle, my regimen will probably be working out consistently four days a week. I run three days a week. So that kind of like, you know, it kind of like if I eat something bad, kind of like I'll weigh it. All right. I'm still going to work out four times a week. You know what I mean? And then, uh, you know, the normal stuff, protein, man, all natural stuff. But when I say natural, I mean, no, steroids or no things like that like I'm, I'm using straight protein you know what i mean so natural stuff it's a lot of pe people out here i have to mention that because a lot of people out here has ripped and everything using steroids right like nah that ain't how it's gonna happen but um but yeah man the eating i don't really even watch the way i eat as much just no fried food and no eating real late and i work out like you said i work out all the time four days a week um i'm running three days a week um yeah just nonstop with that consistent. I mean, I work out. I'm a football player. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah, just yeah. Natural. Yeah, well, you know, some of these guys when they get done playing football, they get the weight on. You know, what I mean, they start eating junk food and 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 you know, put that weight on it. They eat a lot of the stuff they couldn't eat when they were playing professionally. So you know, you see like basketball players; these guys get a bunch of weight once they're done playing because they don't have to stay in that top physical form anymore. But in the type of business that you're going into, Hollywood physique matters. You know. Face matters. How you take care Miami. of yourself matters. Miami, Miami. yes. My, it's, oh, yes. Especially Miami. And then with the melanin in your skin, it actually works out better for you because you can handle that Miami sun. You got some folks who are living down there that look like straight leather because they're, you know, <laughs> their skin can't handle it. But us having the melanin, the the melanin in our skin, it, it it we can handle that sunlight. You understand where I'm coming from? We can handle that that tone on the skin. Moving forward for you. I know you want to do bicoastal. You're gonna to have to go back. You're gonna to have to go back and forth because you're not gonna give up that Miami, <laughs> that Miami lifestyle. You like that Miami lifestyle for you. What is there between that? Because so you got to think about it too. Now, Cali have all them type of natural disasters. In Miami, we only have one hurricanes, and you know when it's gonna happen. And you know it's they gonna tell happen, you yeah. two weeks ago, like week ahead. Like, okay, I'm gone. Then I'm flying back. Hey, yo, mom, you got the couch. I'm gonna do a Sunday. I'm flying back to Cleveland. So when you, if you have to do that and you have to be LA for long, long periods of time, uh, you got to find that balance, man, because all that flying back and forth, man, that can get to you going back and forth. 
So are you already working on that mindset? Like, listen, if I want to further my career, I know I'm going to have to make some sacrifices down the road. It's just, just the way it is. You might have to be in LA for six months, seven months, you know, trying to find a work, your, your managers, uh, you know, are going to try to find you work out there as well. And you're going to have to fly out. And don't get me wrong. If some of these companies want you, they'll fly you out there. You don't have to worry about paying for it yourself. They will put you up in a hotel and they will fly you out there, but you have to hit the ground running out there. So how are you making more connections for yourself? Are you using social media to connect to other people? How are you making those connections that's going to help further your career? Because it's all about collaboration. Like I'm collabor collaborating with you right now. So what avenues are you using to try to connect those uh, to those people that can help you take that next step? Oh, it's a lot of social media, of course, a lot of social media. And then I have a lot of people that's actually in Cali and in Atlanta um, that I have to submit different auditions, different roles for. And I have a, actually one of the little managers are is actually in Atlanta. And I have a couple of actors that I know in um, Cali. And so every time they, they get a role or they talk to a producer or they talk to anyone um, that's a talent agent, they always try to bring me along with it. So, I mean, I kind of like know different agencies, agents out there too. So I kind of like talk to them already. So it's just like you said, getting there. It's like getting there is gonna be everything because I had a couple auditions in Cali. I just couldn't go every, they wanted me to go like, like they'll give you a call and they'll say, hey, Terrence, I need you to come out here tomorrow or I need you to come out here in two days for seven days. You know what I mean? So like you said, you gotta manage your time well because now you're working too, you know? And so you gotta pick and choose, but eventually I should be in that, I got a lot of things on my sleeve. So I should be in that, that, that range, do what I wanna do in a minute. But I love it though. So, and this is what people, this is what people fail to understand. And, and a lot of people let their pride get in the way when it comes to this stuff. You are allowing people to help open doors for you. A lot of guys, they they have this, it's crabs in a barrel sometimes. They have this mentality where I'm gonna just do it on my own. We need help sometimes. And if somebody can get us where we help us open that door for us and get us where we need to be, we need to accept that. And that's what you're doing, man. You're like, nah, if homie wanna help me get a, a get an audition, let's do that. You're accepting that help because you know, you know you can pass it on to somebody else. You can do the same thing for somebody else, like the same way you're passing on knowledge to these kids that you're mentoring. It all ties in together, man. So that mentality for you there is there already, which I, I can appreciate, man. And it's the biggest frustration for me is when you're trying to collaborate with people, you're trying to chase. But when they get to a certain point and they get too big, they don't know you no more. They don't want to work with you anymore. But the mentality that you have, I don't think you're ever going to be that way, man, because you're, 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 you're a rising star right now. Your trajectory is up. You're going to be whatever you want to be. You're going to make it however work. But the one narrative that we, that you're putting out there is you need to work for it. It's not going to be handed to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got to work hard for everything, man. I mean, especially in Miami too. Like he ain't got, listen, you got to work together with people. I mean, cause it's a lot of people. I know that's photographers, a lot of videographers, um, a lot of actors down here. We all kind of work together. And then, you know, once they put you, they can lead you to the water, but they can't help you drink it. You yeah. know what I mean? Do the rest. So listen, before we jump off here, man, I, I got to get into this with you. You from Cleveland. You were born and bred Clevelander. Yet, 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 you are a Kansas City Chiefs fan. How did that happen? Explain this to me. <laughs> All right. 
right, man. So I'll get into this with my brothers all the time. So, you know, um, I've been rocking with them for about five years, man. I love Patrick Mahomes. He's mm-hmm. the truth. Like, he's the truth. He will. I call him baby goat. Me and my dad call him baby goat because, you know, the goat. I hate mention. I'm not even going to mention the other guy now. But <laughs> to me, he's going to be the goat. All right. Period. All right. Period. Matter of fact, you know what I mean? Just in case you had, you know, asked me something, I was just going to have to, you know, bring out a little bit of, you know, but, but no, but for real though, um, I love, I mean, I got to root for two teams. So I get into it with my brothers all the time, man. They're like, oh no, you root for the Chiefs. Root for the, you, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm from Cleveland. So I got to, you know, root for the Browns, you know, but if they playing the Chiefs, man, that's my man, my homes, man. We're just too great, man. He's just, he's the GOAT, man. I could just Please imagine. something about the GOAT. I could just imagine holidays when you come back to the going back to Cleveland to visit the family, man. The kind of arguments that you guys would get into is it's got to be hilarious, bro. Oh, I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't even bring the jersey home. I can't. I, I don't even bring the jersey home <laughs> just out of respect from Cleveland. Like it's tatted on me and every. I can't. I can't come home with the jersey and the hat. And they was playing, you know, the first game of the season. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. I watched it with my father. I can't wear the jersey and the hat doing that, man. I can't do that. So before we before we jump off, where can people find you? Where can people find T Watch uh, uh, on social media platforms? Where is it that they can see you? They can interact with you because I mean you you're very interactive on on your uh, on your social media platform. So where where are you the most? Where they can find you? How can they hit you up? Well, um, I got Snapchat T Watch two one six, and then of course IG, which is Instagram. Ram, and that is T Wash 21. And that's kind of like what I that's my go-to right there. So you can always get with me on there. It's my go-to. Um, I got other links on there too that you can click on to um see the different roles, different movies I was in. I put the highlights on there too. Um, but yeah, T Wash 21 on IG. So I want everybody to be aware of this man. Uh, you you seen it here, you know. We, this is you know interviewing with me, and I appreciate you coming on the show. His trajectory is, is he's going to skyrocket, man. He's going to, his personality, your personality is out there, man. I, I see big things for you in the future. I see you being more successful, but I appreciate the fact that you stay grounded. You stay hungry and you stay humble because you, you could have got a big head already from all the things that you're doing, but you're not. And you still pat the biggest thing for me is the, the respect I give you the most is, is not the fact that you you're in movies and TV shows is the fact that you're still passing on knowledge to these kids to help lead the way for them to understand that there's other things besides football that you can do and your help mentoring these kids, which I don't think we have enough of. So salute to you, man, respect for everything that you're doing. And I salute wish you, you, yeah. And I wish you number doing everything things. that you're doing, man. <laughs> I just want to, yeah. Congratulate you. Francis. Man, listen, listen, you got the new show, my brother on it too. You know, you've been doing your thing. I watched every episode so far. Y'all, y'all, y'all was very accurate at everything. I'm telling you, I've been watching it, man. I appreciate it. I'm telling you, I know it's going to blow up. I appreciate it, man. So for everybody, thank you for watching, and we will see you next time.